Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this episode, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from Patreon.com. You can join and receive mail from my desk or from my Disneyland trips. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Monica Seats Vega, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, and Sheila Harry. See ticket patrons serious inquiries only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Coat, Ben and Noel Bruning, Patty Woolen, Angela Reynolds, and Aaron Moran. B-Ticket patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, Jeff and Paige Orton, and Joshua, and Exorable Tosh Bell. And the A-Ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angel Nablah, and the All Aboard Podcast. You can also sign up for my new newsletter for a chance to get some postcards delivered by the USPS to your mailbox. I am your host, your post host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Mark Twain, coming around a turn on the rivers of America, past one of the waterfalls of Cascade Peak. On the lower deck of the Mark Twain, you can see the Disneyland band playing, and guests on all the other levels. On the back it reads, Mark Twain. The stately Mark Twain Sternwheel Steamboat cruises past Cascade Mountain Waterfall on a journey along Frontierland's Rivers of America. It's postmarked December 28, 1965, with two cancels, one from Long Beach, and the second cancel on the front of the postcard also from Long Beach, but with the Fight TB and Other Respiratory Disease cachet, and a four-cent Lincoln postage stamp, Scott number 1036. I assume they visited the park on Monday, December 27, 1965, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. The weather was a high of 68 and a low of 42. Park attendance that day was 31,254. It's addressed to Mr. and Mrs. H. Dale of Chicago, Illinois. It reads, Having a wonderful time. The weather is nice, sunny, but cool. Leaving for home Saturday. We'll see you Wednesday. Sincerely, Marie K. Since I'm on the road this weekend, I looked through a book I purchased at the Walt Disney Family Museum titled Walt's Pilgrimage, A Journey in the Life of Walter Elias Disney by Christopher W. Tremblay. Most of the book covers key locations Walt was known to have lived or visited and the significance of the location to Walt's life. The book is organized by state and even includes some of Walt's travels in Mexico and Canada. Use it this weekend as I travel to Chicago, which has many locations which were significant to Walt's life. The first place listed in the Chicago area is Walt's birthplace. On December 5, 1901, Walt was born on the second floor of a house in the Hermosa neighborhood of Chicago. Currently, the house is being restored and made into a center for early childhood creativity and innovation. It's not currently open to the public, but I'm going to try to get over to the neighborhood to see the house in person. The house was designed by Flora, Walt's mother, and built by Elias, Walt's father, in 1892, and the family moved into the house in early 1893. Just under 100 years later, in 1991, the city of Chicago attempted to designate the house as a landmark with historical significance. The property owner fought against this designation and won. Hopefully, once the house is restored, then it will be made into the historical landmark it is. The next place listed is the St. Paul Congregational Church. 
Although it has changed names, the church was where Walt was baptized, and the pastor, Walter Parr, was a friend of the Disney family and Walt's namesake. Since the church is in walking distance from the birthplace of Walt, I'll probably stop by there as well. Great news, Enfield Post is back up on Etsy. Grabbing some vintage stamps is a great way to plus your mail. Whether you're trying to match the color of your postcard or envelope, or adding a theme stamp to the back of your mail, be sure to check out Enfield Post. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has Sleeping Beauty Castle. You can see guests walking across the drawbridge and a white swan in the moat. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty Castle, crossing over the ancient drawbridge and the moat with its peaceful swans, Disneyland guests enter Sleeping Beauty's castle, wherein lies the world's happiest kingdom, Fantasyland, a magical land which takes them back to childhood. It's postmarked March 11, 1968, with an Anaheim cancel, and a six-cent Franklin D. Roosevelt postage stamp, Scott number 1305. I assume they visit the park on Saturday, March 9, 1968, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 65 and a low of 51. It's addressed to Dale Lavelle of Chicago, Illinois. It reads, 3-9. Hi, Dale. Boy, is this place big. I walked all day and only saw about half of Disneyland. Riding the monorail was great. Maybe someday you'll be able to see this place. Uncle Grant. There's also a rubber stamp noting postage due, two cents. Before we continue with more Walt and Chicago history, just a reminder, like the rubber stamp on this postcard, postage rates have gone up. If you have forever stamps, you're fine, but if you use vintage postage, add a few extra cents to your postage calculation. Walt left Chicago with his family around the age of four, moving to Marceline, Missouri, and Kansas City. The Disney family returned to Chicago in 1917 when Elias purchased stock in the Ozell Company. Walt worked at the factory which made jellies and juices, cleaning and capping jars, making boxes, and other manual labor around the plant. This was all while attending McKinley High School. He only attended the high school for one year and didn't graduate. The hotel where I'm staying is on the same street as the high school, now renamed Chicago Bulls Prep High School. Walt was also attending the Chicago Academy of Fine Arts, which is now known as School of the Art Institute of Chicago. The location Walt would have taken classes has closed, and the original structure has been replaced, but I will still be near it on my trip. One of my favorite Walt and Ward Kimball stories is from their adventures in Chicago and the 1948 Chicago Railroad Fair. Held at Burnham Park next to Lake Michigan, they left Southern California on a train as two train enthusiasts to see all the expo. The photos of the two of them at the fair are hilarious and it's mentioned in the Bob Thomas Walt biography, they talked to everyone they could about trains and saw one of the funeral cars used for Abraham Lincoln's funeral. Finally, the one Walt location which I've been to before but didn't have time to get a good photo, and that I'll be visiting again, is the Kolzinski Federal Building. Walt worked in the building's post office. Although the original building is no longer there, there is a post office nearby. Hopefully I'll be able to stop by during business hours and get some postcards hand-canceled from the closest post office to where Walt worked as a mailman. Walt only worked for a few months retrieving the mail. Mentioned in Bob Thomas's biography of Walt, his job as a mailman included going to all the local hotels on the loop and picking up their outgoing mail. 
I'll have to look up which hotels were in the area around 1918 that are still around today. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard is an art piece titled Untitled by Joseph J.D. Green, 2021 Multimedia Postcard, 6 by 4 inches. The artwork looks to be a line drawing with some other paint mediums. It's postmarked July 15, 2023 with a San Francisco cancel and three postage stamps, a 29-cent black neck crane postage stamp, Scott number 2867, a 22-cent Pan American Games Indianapolis 1987 postage stamp, Scott number 2247, and a 15-cent Helen Keller and Sullivan postage stamp, Scott number 1824. It reads, Hello, my first Disneyland trip was when I was 27. I was too young to go with my family when they went 25 years earlier. Cheers, Gina. Thank you so much for the postcard, Gina. I received this postcard through Postcrossing, and, as I always do, I asked if it was okay to share this postcard, and Gina requested that I specifically mention the art and artist featured on the front of this postcard. I'll put a link in the show notes to Joseph J.D. Green's page on creativityexplore.org. I'm always so amazed on how long it takes individuals to make it to Disneyland. It's great to see kids wearing first-time buttons, as well as adults and grandparents going with their kids for the first time. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard addressed to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. <laughs>